and welcome to episode 26 of the Story Not Forgotten podcast. We are brought to you by Capturing Legacies, because everyone has a story to tell, and it's time to tell yours. Visit CapturingLegacies.com to get started. My name is Liam Rathgaber, partner and anthologist with Capturing Legacies, as well as your host. And joining me today is a professional mixed martial artist fighting out of Calgary, Alberta, Shalor the Chainsaw Jones. Shalor, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, because we do what we do without any ado, why don't you tell us a story? Why don't I? <laughs> oh. So this is the tale of my greatest victory outside of the cage. It happened in our MMA gym. Um, <laughs> so, one day I was training along, doing okay, getting up to about where I'd say my skill was professional appropriate, but still getting there. I train out of a membership-based gym, and we have a large matted area, there's heavy bags along the side, and a big MMA cage in the back. This is an open area, there's very few weights on here, mostly we work on technique. So we have people wander in and join temporarily, figure out if it's for them or not. And usually they're gone within a week or two. So we don't really pay attention right away. And every new group has at least one new boy who looks at us <laughs> like he's so much better. So I noticed Bob one day said, yep, another silly one. We'll fix that soon enough. Here's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Reality will come in and bonk him on the head. So we'll call him Bob for these purposes. Because Bob is the name of a training dummy. The upper torso with no arms and the really nasty expression on his face that we all used to kick in the head. <laughs> that seems mean, but what he did warrants it. <laughs> That year, I had five professional fights, so most of my time in training was spent prepping for fights. I worked mostly with heavier, well, one heavier and one lighter woman, and not with much of anyone else, a few guys near my weight, but we had a lot of heavier people in the gym. Now, if I can interrupt for just a second. Absolutely. Uh, how is the training different when you're training, training versus preparing for a fight specifically? In preparing for a fight, we're trying to work with people similar to our opponent. We usually work one-on-one -on -one with people, um, getting down specific skills that we individually need to work on, especially if they'll help us against the specific opponent we're prepping for. We're also periodizing, which means um, increasing and decreasing training levels each day, depending on what will cause us to be at our best on fight night. So I was working mostly with the other women, what few we had. <laughs> and I should point out, this is not the gym that I am currently with. This is an older one that I got away from for reasons completely unrelated to the story. Bob was talented, which means that he had a few skills that helped him to look good at first, gave him some basics from outside life. And he had a bit of an ego. Now, no one in MMA likes the ego heads in their gyms. 
Tossing new arrivals who think they're hot shit to the women for lessons in reality was a common custom. (laughs) Bob got tossed to me in the sparring line. We rotate to a new partner in the sparring line. Everyone works with someone new every minute or so. So Bob got put in front of me and everyone has someone to work with every time. It doesn't matter who, you learn what you can with the person in front of you. Usually when I get a newbie, understand newbies are highly valuable. They give you an unknown challenge. (laughs) It's not derogatory at all for us. Usually when I get a newbie, I start off carefully, feel out, observe what's what with this person. If they're one of the people who thinks they're better than me, well, they learn better. (laughs) That might not mean what you think it means. We don't use them as punching bags. We do just enough to establish that the assumption of our inferiority has been greatly embellished. (laughs) Most dudes don't have too much trouble accepting that. As soon as I'm finding it too easy to get a shot on someone, I'm helping them to do better. Because that's what we're there for. We're all there to learn. Period. If I'm able to get a hit on you this way easily because your guard is wide open and blocking your line of sight, I tell them, bring it in here. Now, aha, now you're not getting punched in the face. Awesome. (laughs) I teach that way. That's my whole style. We're all here to learn. And it works with anyone who doesn't base their entire self-worth around being born superior to women. (laughs) Bob, I think, was in that category. Bob just got mad that it was hard to hit me. He tried not to be frustrated. I started at sparring level, which is fairly lightly, landing some shots and backing him up a bit. He got visibly mad. I said, it's okay, there's lots to learn, you'll get there. He did progress very quickly and was able to do very well against me within a couple of months. But he clearly hated working with me and often tried to bait me socially. I tend to stand up for myself and I'm good at not falling into the most obvious traps. But some people see it as disgraceful for me to stand up for myself at all. My replies to his social bait were often called strange. I take insults as jokes and fire back in happy joking form. (laughs) Most of the time he did anything he could to avoid working with me at all. He'd even call the coach over and whine that there was no benefit in working with me for him. He'd push people into switching with him in the sparring line in ways that often left me with no one to work with. Usually, with most people, our coach had little tolerance for this sort of thing. But he seemed to have a soft spot for Bob, and he let it be. He'd bark at me, why don't you have a partner? I don't know, they were switching about weirdly down there. Give me someone, I'd say. Coach would tell me to just sit this one out and he'd fix it in a minute, which was not the usual way of things. My sitting out a lot when it was not my turn to was becoming a problem. Bob was increasing his nastiness steadily. Usually, as I said, ego BS is not welcome. I don't know what was going on in the boys' locker room, but our usual anti-ego spokesman seemed somewhat defeated about it. They didn't like how he was acting and sympathized, but they didn't seem to feel they could do much more than damage control, as long as I wasn't acting like he was my better. (laughs) And that, in my coach who assumes men to be women's betters, in some strange way, was where things really fell down. 
Well, in a coach, if you're coaching both sides, you shouldn't assume that one side is going to be better than... If, if you assume men are superior to women, don't train women. You'd think. You'd think. You'd think. <laughs> Some of that boxing culture getting in there. To me, everyone can see themselves well. You don't have to do some strange submission dance to respect others and coexist. Everyone else seemed to do that dance for Bob. He played the I'm an ass, be nice to me game with the other women, and they went with it, and he ceased to have an issue with them. I'd watch him look at them smugly, looking down at them, hear him whispering disparagingly about their accomplishments. In life, I say, I don't need to give up power over myself that way. My experiences in doing so have only gotten me hurt. Besides, doing so would not have resulted in anything beyond him being able to shove me down when I was up. Power dynamics are very familiar to me. The outcomes of various approaches I know by instinct. The other women didn't compete professionally or amateur at all. They were just there to learn and work out. They had nothing to lose by letting him be there better and have his silliness. But having someone mentally shoving me down, needing to feel in control of me before a competition is not an acceptable situation for me. That's not the headspace you want to be in when you're fighting. No. This does not exclude healthy acknowledgement at all. Indeed, everyone who'd become better than me, I compliment and acknowledge every step of the way. I feel privileged to be able to work with them. They are a wonderful resource and a great community. Well, and you learn a lot better training with people that are at a higher level. Absolutely, if they're willing to help pick you up too, which is why we all pick each other up mm -hmm. when we see something we can improve, right? For Bob, this was not enough. For Bob, I had to appear mentally beaten by him for him to feel secure. He expressed that my acknowledgments were dishonest, and at other times that they were not welcome. So of course I stopped. Because you don't beat that horse, especially when people are asking you not to. That's harassment. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Possibly he would have never been okay while training alongside a woman who shows she's a badass in the world. My fighting at all did seem irritating to him. So his power games increased, and I mostly ignored them and kept my head up, occasionally calling them out when they got too ridiculous or disruptive. It was becoming a struggle. Make sure you keep your confidence. Don't let him get in your head. Maintain your humor. Maintain who you are. And your honor. I used the title of warrior as a crutch to help me through, just to keep my head up. Of course, my not falling off the high road irritated him visibly. I extended all of Branch's time and again. He grew more insulted by this over time. At first I was advised to take the high road, and when that showed it was irritating Bob for too long, I was told I was the problem. The drama it created was much anticipated by the other regulars. <laughs> <laughs> it was humorous from time to time. I didn't engage with Bob during this time. I thought he was trying to push me out, thought he could make me quit. I let him be. I'd be having a positive conversation with someone else, and he'd use it to make a verbal jab at me. He'd play with space, try to force me to move for him when he had plenty, <laughs> plenty of space for himself. So that's the background. Fuck. It sounds worse today with perspective than it ever seemed then. What we are accustomed to is powerful. 
There is no line if you push slowly enough, they say. Being aware of that is a weapon. You know there needs to be a line drawn somewhere, so you let yourself put your foot down when you're certain you have ground. Bob had been winning brilliantly at am amateur MMA. I do admire what he'd accomplished. I have never been a jealous person. I feel inspired and a chance to learn when others do it well. In this case, I felt it would be hard to acknowledge his accomplishments without falling into some sort of social trap. <laughs> so I applauded along with the rest of the gym and left it at that. Anyone else I would have been congratulating personally. But I kept my distance, left him alone. It seemed the best thing to do. He already scoffed in my direction with eye contact when we were applauding. He seemed irritated later when he asked me if I was jealous of him. He thought I was trying to pick on him when I spoke honestly, that I was happy for him and felt inspired, not jealous. That line that needed to be drawn, that <laughs> foot, came during a jujitsu class. Wow. Um, hmm? Not an edit. <laughs> nope. No, that was that was a fist on the table because it was a, a much needed fist on the table. But for anybody that doesn't follow MMA, uh, jujitsu. Oh, jujitsu is mostly the ground game. There's two types of ground game primarily, although there are many: mm -hmm. um, wrestling and jujitsu. Usually called Br Brazilian jujitsu. It's more fighting from your back, whereas in wrestling, being on your back is terrible. <laughs> Don't do it. In jujitsu, you have a lot of weapons off your back because all your pointy bits are up. <laughs> But jiu-jitsu is where you're going to find most of the submissions, most of the, oh, yes. the locks and things like that. Wrestling is to get your opponent down. Jiu-jitsu is what you do once you've got them there. Yes, absolutely. Um, it also favors smaller people mm -hmm. in its techniques. It's yeah. Leverage. Yes, <laughs> leverages. Hmm. That line, that foot, came during a jiu-jitsu class. Bob had been as frustrated with anyone who was good in jits, short for jujitsu, against him. As he, had, he was as frustrated with that as he had been with me in sparring at the start. Bob had some extraordinary flexibility. He could have been fantastic at jujitsu. I'd had trouble with getting in past that flexibility in the past. Getting in being finding an end to attack. Mm -hmm. And he dismissed any chance of me having any worth in it after a single rolling session. Our instructors were fairly new to our gym. We always have people who specialize in different things being brought in and teaching classes so that we can learn different things. Mm -hmm. So these guys were fairly new. Good dudes. Most of the Jits community is very gentle, very um, kind of your pot smoking friend who's still active. <laughs> Joe Rogan does nothing to dispel that. Like that. <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> no. So they hadn't seen much of the politics. They had a game for training that they brought in with them. Three people would each lay down with lots and lots of space between them on the mats, taking the whole gym's matted space, or most of it. And the rest of the class would line up and one person would go forward to roll with one of the people who were free. They would each compete um, until someone tapped out or absolutely had to stop. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> cardio. Um, and then whoever tapped out would go back in line and whoever won 
in quotes, would stay there. So it's like a gauntlet. Yeah. So our instructors picked who would go down first. They wanted the best there and said as much, myself and two others well-deserving. I only remember because I was proud to be acknowledged in such an honest way as they had. It didn't often happen there. The first time we did this, I just picked a spot and didn't worry about it. Two weeks passed, and we were doing the same game again. Almost the same picks for first down, but Bob was there that time and was picked. Bob had been particularly prickly for a while. (laughs) I let the other two picks choose their spots and took the third, just to try to avoid confrontation. (laughs) Bob got up from the other side of the gym, came up to me and told me to move. This is my spot, he said. (laughs) I said, why do you need my spot? He replied, I want it, so give it to me. I said, I'm here now. What's wrong with the spot you had? He scoffed and looked away, making his half mutter. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm a reasonable woman. (laughs) I can't even believe now that this happened. Like, what the fuck is that? Oh, the problem is that myself, you, and pretty much everyone listening to this has known Bob at some point. (laughs) Oh no, they're everywhere. They're like that asshole at work. Yeah, Bob. Oh, Oh, this caught the instructor's ear. I saw him alert. Bob said, come on, quit being unreasonable. Just move for me. The instructor came over and asked me to do just what he asks. He he didn't know. (laughs) I had to project a bit to be heard. He wasn't very close. I said, just ask him to take his original spot. My heart was beating hard. It's hard to keep myself from having a really aggressive tone when that's happening. (laughs) So that was probably creeping in. Why was this person's demand for a concession with no cause being treated as valid and needed? Why was because I want what you have being treated as a good reason? These are the things that put adrenaline in my blood. (laughs) (laughs) The instructor said, let's just give him this one. Come over here for me, please. That kind of a request I'll respect regardless. So I got up and approached him. I said to him in a snarled whisper, I don't care one spot or another, but this is an ongoing problem Bob has. I am not here to be his bitch. He said, of course not. Why do you feel? No, you've indulged a ridiculous demand made for no reason other than that he's playing a power game. This isn't right. Okay, he said. I... Backed up, I nodded and walked away, took the other spot, disgusted and full of adrenaline. I didn't do well for a while. (laughs) We stopped. Jiu-Jitsu is a very gentle art. If you're full of adrenaline, you can't do well. Not when you're working with people who can do well. Well, and Jiu-Jitsu is very strategic as well. And when you're trying to do that and you're angry, you're going to make mistakes. Oh, absolutely. Ah... So, we stopped for a water break halfway through, and the instructor reassigned each starter specific spots. Bob tried to object and moved toward where I had been pointed. (laughs) The instructor stopped him and had him go where he was pointed, which was exactly the spot he'd taken to begin with. He'd gotten so comfortable being indulged. I half heard something that sounded like him expressing some need to show power over a girl, but I can't be... Fully sure all of what he said. 
But he went where he was told. Bob lost a round somewhere. I was sitting open and Bob was next in line to go attack an opponent. <laughs> he put two people ahead of him. I was calm again at this point and feeling better. The adrenaline had dissipated. Little raindrop sounds. Because <laughs> life's better with sound effects. I finished both the people he sent ahead quickly. The other two who were on the floor were still in long, drawn-out rolling. The instructor insisted Bob work with me. He resisted, but eventually had to. The line didn't like him standing there holding things up, being a snob. And they told him as much. <laughs> I've never been any good. There's a side note needed here. I've never been any good at all with, like, triangles. I mean, I suck hard at them. <laughs> I can drill the best partners ever trying to help me lock it in, and nope. It's about 1% in compliant drilling. That I can get a leg triangle on the neck to be the slightest bit halfway effective. I seriously sucked at them. <laughs> As a kind of show cold, you get the arm across the throat, you use their own shoulder to suffocate them at their neck. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Not if you're in it. You get used to these things. I've lost to, to a triangle before. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> used to it. It's kind of fun when someone actually gets it for the first time and you see them kind of, ah, lights come on their head. That's, yeah, I'm nuts. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but when the pressure goes on, you can feel your head inflating. Yes. <laughs> you get used to it. You stop panicking and getting that survival reflex. <laughs> and then it's just, oh, can I get out or can't I? Hmm. Not in time. <laughs> Oh, so Bob finally approached to attack. He was angry and full of adrenaline. He was choppy, trying to force everything with strength alone. Not a way that's useful in jits. <laughs> <laughs> he was angry and making mistakes. By the way, he is stronger than me. He had about 35 pounds on me at that point. I stayed on my back, worked around the overly full force moves. Arms on the floor here, moving around up over top of it. Used them against him, but he still had some defense. I slid out, got around toward his back, but not well enough. He slid me back off of him onto my back. As he did so, my leg slipped over one of his arms. So what the heck, <laughs> I went for it. I grabbed a triangle as the easiest opening available. Oh, it slid in! <laughs> I thought it would do little to nothing. It was a control attempt at best. While I maybe looked for better, something else that I can do that'll work. But it was working thus far. I pulled it in the way I'd been taught, the way that it barely have ever worked at all before. I understood with a calm detachment that, hey, this part worked. Okay, that's holding. That's working. Slip, pull, angle. This muscle squeeze with that one relaxed. Bob made some first day at jits type motions, jerking around without escape techniques. <laughs> There's, you feel when people move, you get used to feeling how people move. There's a specific feeling to the way someone moves when they're desperately putting absolutely every bit of strength they have into a motion. He was desperate not to tap. The look on his face was clear about that. <laughs> Half of his body had collapsed when he finally made a furious noise and tapped out. 
I let go, said, good match, flatly, <laughs> and without any gloat as far as I know, trying hard to keep the smile off my face, and went back to the middle of my area to face the next person. That's the one that counts as the best victory of my life, the one against someone who deserved it, the one that had the most impact on an opponent. Being angry, trying to prove a point or prove yourself is the greatest way to do nothing but undermine yourself. I've done that lots. <laughs> I know. And I know his ability when he's calm. That he sapped me up before. And could have then had he been calm. The part where this becomes my greatest victory is that he all but stopped his bully tactics after that. For months he'd looked away and look ashamed even scanning past me. His own belief that he was supposed to be infinitely better than all women pushed him out of training the ground game at all after that. He had an MMA fight coming up, and Coach tried to push him to do a little getting ready for his fight with Jiu-Jitsu, and he did bare minimum with his assigned partner, grudgingly. He'd stop training to talk a lot, avoid working with the person, get up and work a bag, leaving his assigned partner baffled. After that last MMA fight he had scheduled, Bob went into boxing matches. <laughs> Privately, I'd felt really good about tapping that bastard out. <laughs> I didn't show it openly at the gym, I know. Some people probably read it in my face, and there were a couple sneaky congrats given by people who'd seen it, but no one wanted to rub his face in it. Getting beaten by a girl isn't an oddity. It's just, she's there too. We all have good days and bad days, and we all get a good one over on others sometimes. It was entirely normal both for me to do well and not so well. When someone is trying to use your every slip to undermine you and resenting your every good move, it's hard to function. This pattern is present in a lot of people's lives in many ways. If I can slow that or divert that at all for anyone experiencing experiencing it, yes! Experiencing! Ex experiencing it! I'd love nothing more. Ignoring it doesn't help, not when it's serious or based on a deeply held idea. Being strong, confident, and kind back on the attacks doesn't always work, though it can sometimes. It is the best starting point. It prevents us acting with a so-called chip on our shoulder. It gives others the chance to recognize what's going on is one-sided and not quite right. Sometimes to create an end takes something physical. It is not a tactic to jump to. Diplomacy first, but not only. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> well, it's a great story, Thank and you. it was a great victory. <laughs> and we, we've been sort of getting harder hitting episodes lately. Uh, with uh, with episode twenty four, when we our uh, episode twenty three with uh, with prophesied and J Ross, we were looking at racism and. Uh, and just how ridiculous it is. Like I, like we said uh, in that episode, most of racism that you're seeing these days is white people claiming they're superior to black people and that, you know, we're the master race and they're the inferior offshoot. Oh and, my God. <laughs> and the fact that humanity started in Africa mm -hmm. and white people were the, were, were the spinoff. Yes. <laughs> With some Neanderthalists. Yeah. And, and sexism's the same way. I mean, yeah. if, if it weren't for women, there'd be no men. If it weren't for men, there'd be no women. We all need to be here. Yeah. And no, we are a species. We, we are a We're species. We're all here. We and, all do things. 
at, at certain aspects, men have have advantages coming in. Women have advantages coming in. Oh yeah. But it's, if you look at, for example, the Olympic weightlifting records mm-hmm. in the snatch for someone my weight, um, no one walking down the street normally would be able to make that snatch. It's two thirds of the record of males overall across Olympic weightlifting, mm-hmm. um, pound for pound. It's a 108 kilo- kilogram snatch. I'm not going to see most people do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of myth that, oh, this type of person can't do X or Y because they don't normally, but there's always... Because the society says they shouldn't be able to. Not too, but there's always the ability to make ourselves better than we are. There's always the ability to adapt and to train and to get better at a skill, to get better at the strength. Mm-hmm. to improve ourselves in any way. Well, and it's a, uh, that's why you train. It's identifying mm-hmm. that weakness and working it out. It's like you said, if, if I find it really easy to punch you in the face, you do it a couple times, and then you say, here's how to not get punched in the face. Exactly. And then you improve. <laughs> and people look at mixed martial arts a lot. People who are fans of the sport, who, who, who research the fighters and who know sort of the background don't look at it this way. But to the, the general public... It's, it kind of looks like a goon show. We are the freak show of sports. A, a bunch of nasty people running out and punching each other in the head a bunch of times. It is, it, it's always impressed me that it is an, just an eminently classy sport. That, yeah, there, if there's a big rivalry going into a big fight... And there's going to be some trash talking because it's great for TV. Oh, is it that? And even if they, even if the, the fighters genuinely dislike each other, mm-hmm. when that fight is over... They're still hugging. Nine times out of ten, they're congratulating each other. They're, mm-hmm. they're thanking each other for a great fight. And it's not contrived. It's, no. it's honest. It truly is. Um, in my case especially, like not even knowing when I started training if we were going to have opponents at all. Mm-hmm. To have someone willing to step in there with you who's done close to the same amount of work, who has similar skills that you don't find outside the gen- in the general population, that is a great privilege. It is always a wonderful gift to have an opponent. And what we do is a test of ourselves as well. Well, and that's the the joy of combat sports is, yes, you've got your you've got your team behind you, you've got your training, you've got uh, you've got everybody that worked with you to get you into the ring. But when you're in there, it's skill against skill. You are responsible for your victory. Mm-hmm. And as a, as a female MMA fighter, I mean, it's definitely a male dominated sport. Ninety mm-hmm. percent uh, of the fighters probably. At least ninety percent of the fans are are men, but it's it's taking a major turn in the last few years. There's this amazing thing that there is very few things in the world that are more than sixty forty split by gender for interest. Even monster trucks, even NASCAR, even MMA, it's quite an even split for fan base. We have kids in our crowds. We have people of all genders and all walks of life. So yeah, it's. Well, in that case, I'm I'm super happy to be wrong. <laughs> cool beans. Because it's yes, there's violence and there's blood and there's there's all the the, the gladiator sort of uh, sort of appeal of it. But when I'm watching a, a a really good match, 
it's appreciating skill against skill. It's yes. appreciating the the cardio. It's appreciating everything that went into that. And it's I watch it the same as I would watch ballet. It's just it's amazing that these people have gotten to the point where they're able to go out and with nothing but their own body do these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where um, some of the older fighters in Alberta locally are fantastic to watch because their matches will be pure just finding exactly the right angle mm-hmm. and it's a lot of the fans find it boring but anyone who's looking at it that way is going to find a lot to see so yeah because the, the casual fan will just say okay these guys are just rolling yeah they're just sitting there no they're, no, they're, they're moving by half an inch each every couple <laughs> seconds and <laughs> looking it's, for that one it's a chess match oh yes <laughs> details but the point that i was trying to get at before i distracted myself with with inaccurate statistics uh as a woman coming up in the in the sport societally if you're going up against uh like you're trying to find training training partners and you get into the ring and there's a guy on the other side well guys we're all raised you can't you can't hit a girl that's against the rules <laughs> And like we were saying earlier, if we could uh, if we could schedule our dream matches, mm-hmm. I would love to see Max Holloway defend his title against Chris Cyborg. It would be a beautiful match. It would be a beautiful fight, and she'd kick his ass. Probably. <laughs> she kicks everybody's ass. He's, he's a remarkable fighter, but I think she might actually be a cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> well, she has had some knee surgery. <laughs> oh, but uh, it, it's getting past that hump that... That, that a female mixed martial artist, it's it's not you're not just walking up to some random woman and punching her. Fuck no, she's that'd gone, be horrible. No, I can't do that either. Same as guys can't hit women. I, I don't hit people who can't defend themselves because that's the same kind of wrong. Yeah, it's against the rules. Yeah, but if you're going into a training situation, you're going into a training situation. Exactly. You've placed yourself there. You. You're going to get hit. It's part of the game. You're going to hit back. Yep. And how hard someone can hit is more skill than it is strength. Mm -hmm. And it's more weight than it is strength. And knowing how to use that weight. So if you're same weight, similar skill, you have a good match. Really. But people tend to think it makes more of a difference than than I think it does in my experience. Now... I have not experienced everything in the world, so <laughs> we'll see. My current gym now actually has usually more women in each class than men. It's the only place I've been in like that, and it's fantastic. Well, it's refreshing to see. Yeah. Because it is an amazing workout. Mm-hmm. Like you say, most people wash out of MMA gyms within two weeks, which is about how long I lasted. <laughs> oh, no. Not because I, I, I can't fight or anything like that. I competed in combat sports for yes. many years. I cannot jump rope. <laughs> well, I haven't been made to jump rope from, at this gym, but I hate it too. From, from childhood, oh my. I, I, I have never... It's a skill. It is... I've tried to learn. I've put hours into trying to learn. It oh is no. just not something that I, I apparently am capable of doing. These things happen. And the every MMA spot. gym I've ever been in has so much of a focus on jumping rope. That's oh the no. that's the okay cardio guys. We're gonna jump rope for ten minutes and then we're gonna train. It's you like, can okay, be more creative than that. Okay, I guess all of my toes are gonna be bloody when we start <laughs> start rolling. Uh, I hit my toes a lot too. That's <laughs> not. 
We do like running around, um, feet agility drills, animal crawls, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's high intensity too. It's as high intensity as you make it to warm up. But like, there are so many more <laughs> options than just grab a rope, everybody. Oh my goodness. But it's refreshing to hear that there they, that you found a gym where it's a, a, a female heavy gym. I wasn't even because... looking for that. The instructor I knew from ages ago, and he's so good that I was like, oh, you're back in Calgary. I'm there as soon as I knew you were saying. Well, men and women fight differently. And if you're going to be going into the into into the cage against female fighters, I mean, you're going to get a benefit from training with both. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we move slightly differently. There's an angle in the knee that's different. There's an angle in the hip that's different. People move and use their weight differently a little bit. Women are, you, you've got a slightly different joint structure. Uh, you tend to have a lower center of gravity. That's a body mass distribution, and it depends how much training you do. But mm-hmm. yes, it, it is easy to get big, strong legs. For well, <laughs> and women tend to be more technical fighters hmm. because I think there's more pressure to be, and I certainly see a lot of in the amateur level in the higher weight classes you see a lot less technical hmm. so yeah i wouldn't go too far on the more technical side <laughs> which you see on the men's side too the, the heavyweights are just going to come out and throw haymakers <laughs> oh, until one true. of them falls down this is true that's but, a valid technique in heavyweight <laughs> but but with the lighter weight male fighters I, I i'm not sure if this is the technical term for it but you see a lot of them using the spaz technique <laughs> Or basically, if I just come out flailing things at my opponent, one of them's going to connect. <laughs> you, Those are fun battles th- to watch. They're super fun fights to watch. Not but, very technical. <laughs> but but you, you look at that and you say, you know, if, if there was a woman at the same weight class... She would duck all of those and put them on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Let's set it up and find out. <laughs> Not against me. I, I, huh, I, I'm, huh. I'm too old to get Let's my ass kicked anymore. <laughs> that <laughs> well, does happen. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. <laughs> Let's get some plugs in. All right. Give us some links. Yeah. So if I fight for certain promotions, it helps a lot to have a lot of social media going on. So on Facebook, I am Shalor the Chainsaw Jones. Same thing on Instagram and on Twitter. I am at C the Chainsaw J. Thank you. Perfect. And make sure to give her some follows on there because when she's fighting in the local promotions, having a lot of uh, social media fight followers does aid her career. Yes, so they find us if we don't have enough sometimes. So hit the follow button and, and do Shalur a favor with that and then go and see her fights. Love you! Because it's, it's an amazing art, it's an amazing sport, and I guarantee you're going to be impressed with what you see. Speaking of being impressed with what you see or hear, I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, head over to iTunes and the Google Play Store. Hit that subscribe button so that you never miss a future episode. (laughs) While you're there, we would love it if you'd leave us a rating or a review. The more of those that we have, the higher we'll appear in search results, letting us find more guests and bring more stories to more of you. If you have a story that you'd like to share on the show, Track us down at capturinglegacies.com and we'll get you on the air. And until next time, everybody has a story to tell and it is time to tell yours. Bye.